All right, there we go. Hey, how's everybody doing? Good to see you. Welcome to Grace Time. My name's Jonathan. I'm one of the pastors. I'd like to welcome our Walton campus, our Coney campus, everybody who's watching online. We're going to be in Ephesians chapter 4 today. If you want to go ahead and turn there uh, in your Bibles, I want to let you know about something going on next Sunday afternoon, 3 o'clock, January 27th. A bunch of churches are coming together for a prayer march. And so we're going to meet at the Lawrenceville Lawn. Uh, a bunch of different churches were all coming together, and we're going to march around the square uh, downtown Lawrenceville and just praying, pr- praying for our nation, praying for revival, praying for our community. I'd absolutely love for any of you to come and, and join us. As many people from Grayston who can come, that'd be great. There's more information about it in the Gwinnett Citizen if you'd like to pick up a copy of this at our guest services. And so today is a special day. Today is a huge day because we're going to give every single person an opportunity to be a part of Greystone Church, to make Greystone your church home. Now, how we officially do that here at Greystone Church is we come to newcomers. And we've had people that have been at Greystone for nine years, 10 years, five years, who've never been to our, to our newcomers. We have people here, for, obviously, if you're very first time, if you've never been, well, I'm going to have a shorter message today. And all of God's people said, amen to that, huh? So it's going to be like a shorter 15, 20-minute message. We're going to leave time at the end of the service to have our newcomers. So you can just stay in here. It's going to be abbreviated newcomers, 15, 20 minutes, and you can become a part uh, of the Greystone family. So I want you to be thinking about that. At the end of the service, everybody had these in their, in their seats, and it's going to be an opportunity for you to get connected. You may check, hey, I'm sticking around for newcomers. You may, may check, Greystone's my home. I'm already committed. There's opportunities to serve. There's opportunities for small group. And so at the end of the service, the band's going to come back out and we're going to have a time of response and give every single person an opportunity to get connected uh, in some way. So I want us to look, uh, actually, what about that Church Hunters video? Wasn't that hilarious? I absolutely love that video. I've watched it several times, probably, probably a dozen times. And what's so funny about it is it's true, right? Because we, li- we live in a world full of church hoppers and shoppers and, and looking for a church that can, can meet our needs. And of course, it's, it's good to have a church that's, that's best for everyone in the family. But not only what is the church going to do for me, but what can I do for the church, because we are a part of the family of faith. We're, we're in this together. And not only is not, not just what, what can we get out of the church, but what can we give to the church as, as everyone pitches in and does his or her part. So we're, we're going to talk about that today. We're in Ephesians uh, chapter four. We're going to look at the first 19, actually first 16 verses. Ephesians chapter four, verse one says, as a prisoner for the Lord, the Apostle Paul writing from jail, as a prisoner for the Lord, then I urge you to live a life worthy of the calling you have received. And, and here's the big question for today. Are you living a life worthy of your calling? That is a, that is a huge question. Are you living a life worthy of your calling? And now is the time to ask the question. It's, it's not till we get to the very end of our lives to, to look back on our lives. We want to make the most of the life that God has entrusted to us. And we all want to come to the end of our lives and for God to say, well done, good 
and faithful servant. So are you living a life worthy of your calling? Number one is we are called by God. Our call comes from God. God has a unique and special calling for each of our lives. God has created us and made us, each of us, to do something that nobody else in the world can do. Are you clear on your calling? Are you living a life that matches up with God's call on your life? Jeremiah 29, 11 says, For I know the plans I have for you, declares the Lord, plans to prosper you, not to harm you, plans to give you a hope and a future. Psalm 139, verses 13 through 16 says, For you created my inmost being. You knit me together in my mother's womb. I praise you because I am fearfully and wonderfully made. Your works are wonderful. I know that full well. My frame was not hidden from you when I was made in the secret place, when I was woven together in the depths of the earth. Your eyes saw my unformed body. Listen to this. All the days ordained for me were written in your book before one of them came to be. God created us. He made us. He designed us for a specific purpose and reason. And he's called each of us to do something that only we can do. Are you clear on your calling? Number two, God has called us to be unified as a family. God has called us to be unified as a church. It says in verses two through six, be completely humble and gentle. Be patient, bearing with one another in love. Make every effort to keep the unity of the spirit through the bond of peace. There is one body and one spirit, just as you were called to one hope when you were called. One Lord, one faith, one baptism, one God and Father of all, who is over all and through all and in all. God wants us to be unified as a family of faith. God wants us to be unified as a church. How are we unified? He, he explains it. He says to, to humble yourselves. To put other people as more important than you. That, that the family is more important than the individual. God has called us to be a part of something that's so much bigger than ourselves. He wants us to work together. He says to bear with each other in love. We talked about this last week. Put up with one another in love. Do whatever it takes. To love each other no matter what. To look past each other's weaknesses and shortcomings. We're to make an effort to keep unity and peace. God wants our church, God wants our family of faith to be unified, to work together for a greater cause, that we can do more together. The whole is greater than the sum of the parts. The Apostle Paul says that we're to have one body, one spirit, one hope, one Lord, one faith, one baptism, one God and Father of all, he wants us to be unified as a family of faith. He says one baptism. Now, baptism is the way that we identify ourselves as a child of God. It's the way that we let the world know, yes, I'm a part of God's family. It's our public profession of faith. We have people coming to get baptized today that they're saying that Jesus Christ has changed my life. I've put my hope, I've put my faith in him. Baptism is the uniform that we wear. It lets other people know that we're a follower 
of Jesus Christ. We want to open the baptistry to anyone and everyone today. Maybe God is leading you to get baptized. We have clothes, we have, we have a towel. Maybe this is your next step. Maybe you're not living a life worthy of your calling because you haven't been baptized, because you haven't taken your next step of obedience. And at the end of the service, we're going we're to open up for everyone to respond. Maybe that's how God is leading you to respond. Number three, God has called and gifted us to serve. God has called and gifted us to serve. Verse seven says, but to each one of us, grace has been given as Christ apportioned it. Verse 11, so Christ himself gave the apostles, the prophets, the evangelists, the pastors and teachers. These are the fivefold ministries of the church. And what were they to do? They were to equip the saints, to equip his people for works of service. So God has called the, the pastors and the church leaders. Our job, our role is to equip God's people to serve. Why? So that the body of Christ may be built up until we all reach unity in the faith and the knowledge of the Son of God and become mature, attaining to the whole measure of the fullness of Christ. It says by, by God's grace, he's given every single one of us gifts and abilities to serve him, that we are a part of the body of Christ. The church is the body of Christ. And every single one of us has a role to play, a, a something that God has called us to do, to serve him. Skip down to verse 16. It says, from him, the whole body, the whole church, joined and held together by every supporting ligament, grows and builds itself up in love as each part does its work. And so we're all smaller parts of the greater whole. That the church is the body of Christ, just as our human bodies, there's different parts and different roles and different functions. God has gifted all of us to play a specific role in the church as each part does its work. I think about my family, you think about your family. We all have a seat at the kitchen table. Everybody in my family has a seat as we sit around the, the kitchen table at, at home. I don't know if your family's like mine, but everybody likes to sit in the same seat every time. And if someone mixes that up, like if I sit in somebody else's seat, it, it disturbs things, right? Because everybody has, has the seat, their seat that they like to sit in. Everybody in my family has a bed to sleep in. Now our kids have their own bed. Jen Jennifer and I actually don't have our own bed. We're, we're sharing a bed. But that's, that's another talk for another time. We don't have our own room. All the other kids, the kids, they have their own room. They have their own beds. Now, Joe, and every time we have company, anytime someone spends the night, he has to leave his room to go sleep on the couch. But most of the time, he, he has a bed. Now, in our family, we all have a seat around the kitchen table. We all have a bed to sleep in. But we also all have roles and responsibilities. Like we all pitch in together because we're a... We're a family. We have chores, like, like things that somebody cooks and somebody cleans up the kitchen and someone loads the dishwasher and somebody unloads the dishwasher and everybody's responsible to, to wash their own clothes and fold their own clothes and put their clothes away. And when we have company coming over, like we, we all pitch in, it's like we got to make our beds, we have to vacuum, we clean the bathrooms, like we do whatever we can. We pitch in together to welcome guests. 
We all have a seat at the table and we all have food on the table and we all have a bed to sleep in, but we all have chores and we all have responsibilities and and roles to, to play. And it's the same at church. We all have a seat, right? Everybody has their seats and you guys like to sit in your seats. And we've been having a little bit of trouble with the uh, people walking down the center aisle and, and getting in the way of the, the live stream and the feed to the other campuses. And so one of the suggestions this week was, why don't we just close that center aisle? I tried that once before and I almost lost my life <laughs> because people have their seats and they're used to sitting in their, in their assigned seats, right? Or the, and if they're not in their seat, I've actually I've noticed some people kind of move seats today, but uh, we all have a seat, but we also have a role to play. Right? We also all have a, a job, a, a place that, that we can serve so that we can get the church ready for our guest. We all have a seat and we all have a service. And one of the reasons that we have two services is at all of our campuses is so, so each person can, can sit one and serve one. We don't want anyone to have to choose between whether I work or whether I worship. We want everyone to do both, work a service and worship a service. We all have a seat and we all have a service. God has gifted every single one of us to serve him in some way. And when we serve God together, we grow in unity and maturity. When we serve God together, as a family of faith, as a body of Christ, we grow in unity and maturity. Let's look at verse 11 again. It says, so Christ himself gave the apostles, the prophets, the evangelists, the pastors, and teachers to equip his people for works of service. So to equip the saints, to equip his people for works of service so that the body of Christ, the church, may be built up until we all reach unity in faith and the knowledge of the Son of God and become mature, attaining to the whole measure of the fullness of Christ. So as we serve God together, we're unified as a family of faith and we each grow to spiritual maturity, which that is the goal, to become more like Jesus Christ. None of us have arrived. We're all on this journey of becoming more like Jesus Christ. Spiritual maturity doesn't happen simply by reading the Bible. Spiritual maturity doesn't happen, although we want everybody to be in a small group, but spiritual maturity just doesn't happen just by getting together in a small group and and talking about the Bible. Spiritual maturity happens when we put the Bible into practice, when we do what it says. Spiritual maturity happens when we serve God and we serve others. I hear, hear people say all the time that, that I want to go deep. Well, going deep doesn't have to do with head knowledge. Going deep has to do with serving. Because what, what the Apostle Paul is, is talking about here, spiritual maturity, spiritual maturity happens through serving. Spiritual maturity happens when we, we serve one another, when we humble ourselves, when we put other people as more important than us, when we learn to love each other no matter what, when we learn to bear with one another, that's, that's spiritual maturity. That, that's how we grow to spiritual maturity. Are you living a life worthy of your calling? 
I want you to evaluate your life. Think about your life. Are you clear on your calling? Are you clear? Are you doing what God has gifted you and called you to do? Are you living a life worthy of your calling? Well, let's look at some applications. Let's start at the very beginning. The very first application is to believe, to put your faith in Jesus, to surrender your life to him, to become a child of God, to receive him and to believe in him and put your faith in what he has done for you on the cross. That's the first step. The second step is to be baptized because baptism is our public profession of faith. It's letting everyone know, yes, I put my faith in Jesus and I'm going public with baptism. And maybe for you, that's what God is leading you to do today, that you're going you're gonna to take that step of faith. That's how you're going to respond and let our family know that, that you're a part of the family, that Jesus Christ has changed your life. The third application is to belong, to belong to a church family. God has created every one of us for relationships. God has created every one of us for community. We're to be a part of a local body of believers, a church family. And so, so maybe for you, your step is, I'm going to attend newcomers today. This is the, t- if you've never been a newcomers like today's the day. Okay. The kids are going to stay in there. It's going to be the abbreviated version, 15, 20 minutes right after the service, right here. That's your step. Or maybe for you, Greystone's your home. You're like, I'm committed. I'm a part of the family. I want to continue to be a part of the family. And you, and you just check that. The fourth application is to become, to take the steps to become the man, to become the woman that God has called you to be. And a couple opportunities we we have to become, one is join a small group, because it's in small group where we really get to know each other. It's in small group where we hold each other accountable, where we know if somebody doesn't show up and that seat's empty where we can go deeper and talk more and hold each other accountable to actually doing what the Bible says. Or to join a serving team. Maybe maybe that's your next step. We have all kind of opportunities here to serve. And so you can get on the first impressions team, student team, kids team, production team, facilities, care team, prayer team, admin team, missions. Using your gifts and abilities to play your part in the church, to, to fulfill the, the, the role that God has for you. Everybody has a seat. Everybody has a service. What has God gifted and called you to do? And maybe for you, you're already serving at Greystone and, and you're just going to, to check that. If you're feeling led to join a small group, we just want you to circle the small group. And so the band's going to come out. They're going to play a response song for us. And I want to encourage every single person to respond. Maybe God's leading you to get baptized. Maybe he's leading you to join the church. Maybe he's leading you to join a small group or to get involved in serving. Or maybe you just want to say, you know, Greystone's my home. And this is my family of faith. And I'm committed to being here. And I'm, I'm committed to, to not only what I can get out of it, but what I can give to others. And so we're going to have a box here. I want to invite everyone to stand up. And I'm going to pray for us. And then as you feel led, you fill out the form and you bring it up and you put it into the box. If you feel led to get baptized, we'll have staff down front and we'll have the baptisms right after the song. So let me pray for us.
God, I thank you first and foremost for the relationship that we can have with you. I thank you for sending your son Jesus Christ to die on the cross for us. I thank you, God, that we don't get to heaven through being a good person or jumping through certain hoops. It's through putting our faith in you. It's coming to know you. It's believing in you, God. And I pray if there's anyone here, anyone watching who has never put his or her faith in you, I pray today would be the day of their salvation. God, our next step is is to be baptized, to identify ourselves as a part of your family. And God, I pray uh, if you're leading anyone to get baptized, God, give them the courage to step out of their seat, to step out of their aisle, and to come and to make a public profession of their faith in you. God, we thank you for our church family. And I pray that you would lead many other people today to join our family. And if that's you, then you're just going to sign newcomers. You're going to stick around and join the family. God, I pray that you'd lead people to serve. You'd lead people to join a small group. God, help each of us to to get connected, to make this our church home, uh, that we wouldn't be hopping around from place to place, but but we would, this is our family. And we're going to commit today to, to doing life together. God, I pray that you would lead each person, each family to do what you're calling them to do. And that all of us, God, would live a life worthy of our calling. And we pray these things in Christ's name. Amen.